Hey, this is Rob. This is episode 54 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. All right, we are going to switch up the format of the show today. This is going to be the first ever Bali Coffee or just Coffee Debate. I am here with CJ of Up Coffee. Hello, hello. And the format of today's show is, I think... We get lots of questions about different drinks, and there's a lot of misconceptions about drinks, and there's a lot of things that really annoy us about people's misconceptions with drinks. Amen. So the debate of our, or the format of our debate is we've got a list of different coffee drinks in front of us, and then we've got a couple things we want to rant and talk about, and then we have another list of, uh, today it is like different roast, like different roasts and processing methods, and that's going to be the format of the whole show. We haven't done something like this before, but it's different, it's fun, and I've got some awesome audio dry drops that I'm excited to use today. <laughs> so, CJ, how are you doing today? Are you ready? I'm doing good. I'm ready. Are you, are you feeling feisty? Are you feeling angry? I'm feeling a little feisty, man. I'm always angry. You know I, mean? I was gonna say it's a good this. This I will say is the only debate worth watching right now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and hopefully we will interrupt each other less because we're civil humans. I would like to think so. <laughs> All right. The first topic is pour over coffee. In your opinion, is pour over coffee overrated, underrated, or appropriately rated? You know. I'm going to have to go with appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. <laughs> All right. He's going with appropriately rated. Pour over coffee. I am going to go start, start off heated here. I'm going to go overrated. Overrated. <laughs> here's my main argument to why pour over coffee is overrated. Hit Look, me. Here's what I love about it. I do love you control all the different variables. You have a lot of control over the cup of coffee, the flavor profile, every single variable. But I think a lot of people only do it because it looks cool and it's Instagrammable. And I have a certain thing about me that hates that and think that other methods get underrepresented because it doesn't have the cool thing where okay. you're pouring coffee over it. And even at shops... I will see, I swear, I will see baristas trying to be too sexy with their pores. And with I'm the wrist. With the, lots yeah. of the wrist yeah, yeah. action, okay. and okay. it looks really cool. And so pour over coffee, I think, is overrated because it's got this visual component that gets weighed in heavier than the actual brew itself. You, uh, an actual pour over brew. So maybe I'm just saying the act of pour over coffee <laughs> is overrated. That's fair. Whereas That's fair, a cup though. of pour over coffee itself, maybe I will also okay. agree is appropriate. Yeah. What is, oh wait, also that means... That we disagreed, so I have to click this button. Conflict of opinion. <laughs> Debate now. <laughs> so now explain to me why you think it's appropriately rated. Oh man, Ooh, I had a good answer before that one, but uh, um, you know, I think it's. I would say it's appropriately rated just because, for me personally, I can get exactly what I want with it every time. I wasn't even thinking about the like, you know, the shop aspect and, and the Instagram no, we're, factor. We're all about or, hot takes today. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. So no, maybe I, maybe I got to change. No, not going to change my answer. Uh, I think it's appropri appropriately rated because, um, you know, it's not for everybody for sure. Uh, I would say a lot of people in coffee, baristas, roasters, um, have their favorite pour over method, but almost every single person in the industry has a method that they use. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, um, it, it just, 
it is exactly where it should be. Here's why else I think it's overrated. All the equipment you need for it. Here's, I love that, see, though. That's like my favorite part. See, that's what it. I'm saying is it takes a unique person to want to invest all the time and money to make yep. a great cup. It is overrated because... All of the effort it takes to get a great cup, plus every time you get a new coffee, you kind of got to like dial in all the different variables. And here's the thing. When someone approaches me, that's a, and this is a, a kind of a snobby uh, sentence in itself, but a novice coffee brewer, let's mm-hmm. say, someone that doesn't have a lot of, have a lot of experience, they're like, I want to do pour over coffee. You're like, okay, so what's your situation? Oh, I, I, you know, I use a coffee brewer at home and I have a blade grinder. You're like, uh-oh. Okay, the things I'm about to suggest to you are going to not, <laughs> they stack up and stack up and stack up. But I think the thing that is the best part about it is exactly what you said, that the control, mm-hmm. the ability to dial in coffees more so than other methods, and just finding your own method. But I will say, I think the amount of pour-over methods there are is also overrated. <laughs> Wait, which was that? Overrated. <laughs> Every time I see a new Kickstarter, somebody be like, I've found the brand new innovative way of yep. brewing coffee. Yep. You're like, that I will 100% agree with you <laughs> It's like, okay, come on, come on now. That's, that's enough. Get this. We're going to take hot water and expose these coffee grounds to that water. Hold on, slow down, slow down. <sighs> and then wait for this last part. We're going to expose the grounds to hot water over time. It's going to turn this water brown. <laughs> All right, next one here. So pour over coffee. You went appropriately rated. I I, I I can see your argument there. I'm just going to go the hype I think is greater sometimes than even though I love pour over coffee, I think you can love something and still think it's overrated. That's fair. Is Absolutely. that fair? Yeah, for and sure. And that may even influence how we debate the rest of this. I, ne- I, for sure. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the rest of these in a totally different way. <laughs> All right, next one. French press coffee. Coffee mm-hmm. you make with a French press. For those of you listening, I don't know who it would be that doesn't know because this is literally a coffee podcast. <laughs> a French press is a full immersion method in which coffee is placed into a cylindrical, usually glass container, exposed with water for usually about four to eight minutes, and then pressed it down. The over-explanation of right. every single method That's is going right. to continue. Do it. How do you feel about French press coffee? I think it is underrated. Underrated? <gasps> Yes. 100%. I am going to agree with you. Underrated. <gasps> yes. Agreement. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbors hated me because I didn't think to do this until like 11 p.m. last night. And so I'm sitting there with my like crappy home mic just going, agreement. <laughs> but it's such a bad mic that it kept going. <laughs> but you know what? When they hear it now, they're going to be like, we heard that in the making. I can confidently say That's my neighbors right. would never listen to this. They, listen to it. <laughs> they hear my voice enough through the walls. French press coffee. We're both in agreement. Yes. Underrated. Tell me your thoughts. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. What was this third one? Oh, don't. Oh, okay. That comes later. Oh, later. Agreement. Later. Agreement. Agreement. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's underrated because, well, that was kind of how I started my interest in coffee. Was I bought a French press from, uh, you know, just somewhere online, and that kind of kicked off my whole fascination with homebrew methods, with, um, with the process of doing it differently than just a straight up coffee maker, and. I like to go back to the French press every so often just to get a different mouthfeel. And boom, it it just totally changes the way that you experience a coffee that you drink all the time. 
and it kind of it just kind of resets your palate just for a second and it makes you start to think about stuff in a little little different way so i appreciate i really appreciate my french press you nailed exactly the biggest argument i make for french press is mouthfeel which again as an if you're a non-coffee drinker and you hear that word you're like mouthfeel <laughs> basically the body of the coffee french press creates a full body profile that you simply will not get from any filtered coffee yep. i've had coffees before that i just go this is not working it feels thin the flavor is not there you brew it french press full immersion style. You get the full body. You want even some of those grounds left in it, uh, not even grounds, but fines can help certain coffees, especially if it's like a really sweet coffee that if it's too thin and then also just the uh, ease of use. I think the only downside to French press really, in my opinion, is the cleanup, which yeah. which is annoying. You get yeah. grounds at the bottom of the cylinder and you've got to kind of like dump it and you can't dump it down the sink because you can't dump ground. So you have to like scoop out the grounds and kind of swash it and figure out how to get the grounds. That's the only downside. And I, again, going back to somebody's like, I've created a revolutionary. I've seen people with the French press where you can unscrew it and it's got the bottom. And I just don't know if I buy into <laughs> that fully. It starts leaking over time and right. whatever it may be. French press appropriately rated. Uh, no, I'm sorry, underrated, both underrated. of us. And I, I, I think that's that's the one that I go to way more than pour over coffee if somebody's like, I want to start bringing better coffee at home. Because even if you have a blade grinder, it's that's going to up the coffee. I always say buy a grinder first. That's yeah. like the first step of anything. For sure, for sure. But I think French press is an awesome way because you can control the time. You can control the temperature. Really, the only variable you're not controlling is like, the water passing through it because it's full immersion. Yep. So that's really the only downside I think is the cleanup in my opinion. Um, and certain styles of coffee, I think like yeah. really like high acidity profile coffees don't, I think they shine more and pour over. Right. Yeah. So something like our, our winer or like uh, um, that geisha you, you gave me that you roasted at up like in pour over that thing shine like crazy. Yeah. And then when you did it French press, it was like some of those get a little bit muddled. It's right. not as clean of a cup. Definitely. So this is one that's uh, next topic that is uh, very personal to me and in, with uh, within the last 18 hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was making a Goodwill run and I found a Mr. Coffee uh, f- uh, for $5. And I was like, you know what? We could use a brewer for the uh, for the podcast studio. And I said, it'd be kind of funny <laughs> to have people in for literally a coffee podcast. And the way we make coffee is a Mr. Coffee. What are your thoughts on a Mr. Coffee drip brewer? You know, before today, I really didn't have any thoughts. <laughs> but I'm going to have to go with appropriately rated. Oh. Appropriately rated. I'm going to say underrated. underrated. <gasps> I, I'm telling you, I bought this thing at Goodwill for five bucks. And all you really have to do with an old Mr. Coffee is clean it a few times. You put coffee cleaner in there, run it three times. And then I will say if you just like let it do its own thing, it's not it, it it's okay. But I realize that if you just open up the thing and halfway through stir the grounds, then like the emer- the, the big problem with the Mr. Coffee is that the spray thing's really inconsistent. Right. So it's like as long as you can kind of muddle them up a little bit, but I will say for five dollars, this thing is <laughs> underrated. And for years I've been harping on like, oh, you, Mr. Coffee. Like, I'm not gonna tell you no, but right. but I'm like, how, really, if you have a good grinder and a Mr. Coffee, the next step up in an automatic brewer where it's like SCA certified is gonna be like north, well north of a hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, for sure. So for five dollars, that thing is underrated. Why do you think it's appropriate? Because I'm angry. 
I'm I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to upset <laughs> you. Just uh, no. You know, this is like yeah. the sports center, like first take where on camera they're yelling at each other, right. they hate each other, yeah. and then off camera they're like, "That's good." Lots That's of controversy. Uh, sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I I just wouldn't have one. I guess is why. I guess is why I said appropriately. Because dude. Rob, you're a piece of trash, <laughs> and the fact that you serve me a coffee out of a Mister Coffee today offends me. It's not bad. It's, that's it's what I'm not, saying. It's definitely not bad. I and just that, wouldn't have. One. That's all I'm saying is I think at before 24 hours ago I would just go, yeah, Mister Coffee brews bad coffee, and then I I got it, fixed it up a little bit, and then made it. I was like, that's not that bad. Yeah, it's not a bad cup of coffee and by s- any means. And so by definition, if I thought it only made bad cups of coffee and I'm drinking one that's that's not that bad, it's underrated. That's fair. Did I convince you? Oh, man, that's the last button I need is uh, some sort of like, uh, I changed my mind. Yes, next time. <laughs> next, next time, time. change my mind button. <laughs> and that one needs to be... Aggressive, aggressive, like eight aggressive. seconds long. Lots of DJ horn. Yeah, because <laughs> I see. I I do. You have one? Where, I have one. I just don't know. Oh, here we go. Oh, can, how do I get to my button mode here? So if I go back here and I go to audio, that's not where it is. Headphones, definitely not it. Um, yeah, th- my buttons are in here somewhere. I just don't know how. To, oh, here we go. So I can switch back. And, yeah, that's right. And so I just need to reschedule that. So that, so for today, that will be, so you're saying you changed your mind. There we go. So what was it about my argument that made you change your mind? Your tenacity. You know what? In the debate world, that shouldn't be relevant, but I will take it today. I'll take a win. I'll take any win in 2020. Next topic here. Lattes. What do you think? I'm going to go with overrated. Overrated. I am also going to go overrated. I had a sneaking suspicion about this one. I I, I would oh, um agreement. There we go. What would uh what what would be your reasoning for lattes being overrated? You know, I just don't I personally don't drink milk. I don't and I can't I just can't appreciate a milk-based coffee drink because all I drink is black coffee. But CJ, what about alternative milks <laughs> like almond or soy or, or oat? Yeah, nah, not my thing. Not my thing on any count. And that's that's that makes me weird because most people in our industry love lattes and love milk-based drinks. It's just not for me. I'm going back to my pour-over argument here why this is overrated is because it has turned into the visual aspect of it has become. I'm talking strictly about taste here. That is why I love coffee and lattes. Mm -hmm. I am sorry. People like them because they're cool to look at. The latte art is sexy and cool and Instagrammable. But at the end of the day, like first of all, the SCA definition of a latte is way less milk than the average latte. Absolutely. So if you're drinking 12 ounces of milk... With, with a two ounce shot, with of a two ounce shot, you're it. drinking like lightly espresso flavored milk. Yes, yep. <laughs> yep. which that's why most lattes end up having honey and yep. flavor and this and that is because chocolate syrup, yeah, and cinnamon on top, and come on, man. And so lattes, I think, are drastically overrated for that reason too. Again, I respect somebody who does a great latte art, but I've said this on a previous episode. The point of latte art is to indicate that this is a properly steamed beverage. Correct. 
All it's supposed to be is at the end of the pour, you show contrast between milk and espresso to show that this milk is steamed properly. Mm-hmm. That at, at, in, in theory, if someone's taking the time to steam it properly, they probably have good coffee preparation yep. too. Now people are skipping the step where the espresso has to be good. Mm-hmm. And they're just drawing cool art on it and yeah. taking pictures and drinking Charging half nine dollars. <laughs> Which hell more power to you. You know, that's <laughs> it is what it is, man. It's just not not my thing. So this brings us directly into the next one is mm-hmm. cappuccinos, mm-hmm. and I'm going to split this into two because I was thinking about this because I used to work at a bakery where when somebody orders a cappuccino, they'd be like, "I want it as dry as possible." Yes which is the old school method. Mm-hmm. And then there's an actual cappuccino that's like your SCA right. specialty coffee association. So let's go first one. Mm-hmm. You're like what most people think of a cappuccino, your extra dry cappuccino, your thoughts. Way overrated. Overrated. <laughs> this one is going to be obvious. Agreement. Overrated. <laughs> I had someone come in and say, I want a cappuccino, extra dry, no milk, and my head exploded. Skirt. Because <laughs> I'm like, hold on. A cappuccino is steamed milk. And so she watched me make it. And again, it when you're steaming milk, if you hear the, <laughs> that means it's not being steamed properly. The yeah. only way to get those extra quote unquote dry bubbles it's just slowly <laughs> moving the pitcher down and down and down until you turn two inches of milk into 10 inches of froth and it's just the entire time <laughs> going, and then you and then you take a spoon because you can't even pour yeah. it because there's a little actually steamed milk at the bottom and no, you just scoop that, that out of there yeah and so in my opinion when you order a dry cappuccino you are paying a lot of money for air Milk bubbles. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Which sounds disgusting. It does. Would you like some milk bubbles on your espresso? Mm, please. Only if it extra, fills up this entire 12-ounce cup. <laughs> what are your reasoning for a dry, old-school-style cappuccino being uh, overrated? Um, pretty much everything you just covered, but also uh, I... I have not so fond memories of making those myself in my barista days. And I just always wondered why. And the worst one was when it was skim milk. So, (laughs) I mean, anybody who has worked with steaming milk before knows that skim is notoriously difficult to get the actual consistency of. But then when they take it a step further and say, I want an extra, extra dry cappuccino with skim, you just know that you're in for... You're in for a session. That's for sure. You know what? I'm going to, this is not planned right now, but I'm going to go on a quick rant because this has inspired me. Hold on to your seats. It's ranting time. (laughs) All right. So I would love to say that baristas never judge you on what you order. And for the most part, I am actually very true to this. I'm not going to judge you if you put cream. I'm not going to judge you if you put sugar in your coffee. That's you do you Mm boo-boo. You fill up your coffee how you want it to taste to your preference. But if you come up in a cafe that I'm serving coffee at and ask for either extra dry or extra hot. 
Yes. I am absolutely judging you. You have lost all my respect as a coffee drinker. There are naturally occurring sugars in milk. When you steam it beyond the temperature that it's supposed to be steamed at for a latte and or cappuccino, these sugars burn and curdle and create not only an awful smell, but a weird taste. And then also we have to deal with the wand that now has these curdled, burnt milk ends on it and have to take extra steps in cleaning it. That's right. That is my mini rant on the drinks I will actually judge you on. <laughs> so dry cappuccinos are weird milk bubbles. You're paying a lot for air and extra hot lattes or cappuccinos. You're making us burn milk and have to experience that. And then somehow you're drinking that. So for those of you, who, oh, but I like it to not uh, be too, you know, I want it to be the appropriate temperature when I get back to my car. I like it to be the temperature when I get back to my car. It's drinkable. You go, okay, well, Drink it faster. It's, <laughs> Get to your it, car. If faster. we burn your milk when it cools down, it's going to taste even worse. That's right. That's my rant. Thank you. I so don't have any. I don't have any. Beware. <laughs> I will judge you on those two orders, and that's it. That's it. Besides that, that's or, not bad. That's, that's not a bad list for. But those are the two. On. I think you nailed it. That like there are certain things to prepare that you're when you hear it, you're just like, oh god. Because I will say, when someone orders extra dry, they're. They're a high-maintenance customer. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. And you best believe if it's not extra dry, they will make you do it again. <laughs> That's going to be a person that you're going to be you making. you got to do that twice. You're going to be making three of those. Right. And they will let you know what they don't like about each one. Yep. And then the one they finally take, they will also let you know, this still isn't quite next right. Next time. But next time, do it like That's this. Right. I got to go. I'm in a big yeah. hurry. It's fine for now. <laughs> and then they'll come back the next day, and it'll be the same cycle all over again. All right, you ready for this one? Ready. Starbucks. Just the entire the, the entire chain, the entire the business, thing. all of it, Starbucks. Man, it's it's just overrated. Overrated. I am saying that Starbucks is appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. Okay. Conflict of opinion. Okay. Debate now. (laughs) Yes, debate now. Tell me right now. Okay. Listen. (laughs) Okay. Listen, I get it. A black cup of coffee from Starbucks. It's not going to taste good. It's not going to be a pleasant experience. And if you ask a barista at Starbucks for their For a shot of espresso, they won't understand what you mean, which is weird because this is a coffee shop. But I think, so the coffee aspect is overrated, but the underrated part is what Starbucks has done for coffee in the U.S. specifically. I think because we are of a certain age where third wave has kind of always been somewhat on the scene growing up with coffee, we just always assume good coffee has been an option. Before Starbucks came in the 80s, there was no even specialty grade coffee available. There was no such thing as a latte or a cappuccino on a large scale, which ironically we both said were overrated. (laughs) But, oh, we never went to traditional cappuccino. We can go back to that. But on the Starbucks side, they really did bring cafe culture on a grand scale to Mm -hmm. the U.S. Now, the way they executed it is... I think being improved by third wave style and the actual people roasting really high end coffee in Starbucks has kind of turned into more of like the blended drink purveyor. Right. But I think it's appropriately rated because their coffee program is overhyped. And 
yeah, like the, the brand loyalty to how good the coffee is sometimes blows my mind. And then the underrated side is the kind of the entry point it created for coffee in the U.S. that I, I, I would argue that I don't think third wave exists without Starbucks because okay. it was literally the second wave. But like, I don't think a lot of roasters would be doing what they're doing if it wasn't for Starbucks coming in and paving the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts as overrated? Uh, I would say my opinion on that solidified when I went to the Roastery Reserve in Seattle the first time, right? So we're there for the SCA. So, so for people listening that don't know, St- Starbucks, they created these mega, mega cafes, yeah. Roastery Reserves, like multi-floor, all the top, like cool, sexy stuff, everything you could possibly imagine. It's like Willy Wonka of I coffee. I was just going to say, there are, there are tubes that go all across the entire warehouse space that take beans from one point to another. There's a giant roaster in the middle of it. There's, you know, three or four different coffee bars set up that you can order at and get drinks at. And it's all, everybody's got their nice fancy leather aprons on and, you know, taking orders on the iPads. And it's just, it's impressive. It's like, it's like the Apple store of coffee, right? But at the end of the day, it's still Starbucks. So it's like, it's uh, like if Apple stores sold burner phones. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I like that a lot. That's exactly what it's like. And I was impressed by just the, the vast, being absorbed in what this place is and where we are. We're in the middle of Seattle and there's this giant multi-million dollar facility just showcasing all this cool stuff. So I tried a uh, barrel-aged coffee there. It was a Sulawesi that was in a gin barrel. Instantly, I'm like, hell yeah, let's do this. And it was something like eight bucks or something. I'm like, ah, Whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm at the uh, I'm at the reserve. I'm, yeah, whatever. Let's try it. It's right from the source. And I have been experimenting with barrel-aged coffee myself. So a gin barrel at that point, two or th- three years ago, three years ago, I had not been able to get my hands on one. So I was super excited to try it. I got it, and it was just awful. It was <laughs> disgusting. It was one of the worst cups of coffee I've ever had in my life. And that's because it was burnt it like starbucks does with all of their coffee it was just they roasted the hell out of it you would not have been able to tell out of a lineup of five for a thousand dollars which one was in a gin barrel just wouldn't you couldn't even tell it was a gin barrel no no but it came on this nice little wooden board and had this nice little card with the description about the barrel and the bean and all of the information about everything i mean that card was probably three dollars to print right so there's three of my $8 of what I paid, and then it came on this wooden board, and I was pissed. I was pissed the whole rest of the day. You know what? I had a thought, and I've I've changed my mind. I'm joining you. <laughs> Overrated. And, and, and here's why. Is in, in a way, they did pave the way for third wave, but the thought I just had as you were talking is they paved the way because people tasted that coffee and said, this is not as good as coffee can be. And so in a weird, they inspired the third wave, not that they welcomed the third Mm -hmm. wave. And the reason I changed my mind is as you say that, that if someone's going to pay that for a cup of coffee that someone's, and they're telling you, this is the best cup of coffee you can find in the world. It's at the Starbucks reserve. And if you're paying for that coffee and you're going, this is going to be the best coffee, and you taste it and go, 
this isn't that good. And then also as you're tasting coffee side by side and going, these aren't that different. Right. Then when you and I come along and try to explain an actually really nice high-end coffee and explain the flavors in it, they're going to go, no, I've done the reserve tasting. Yeah. All those tasting notes are bogus. Yep. All the stuff side by side. I'm going to stick with my standard cup of coffee that I get and never going to explain it. So for that reason, I'm, 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 I'm back to overrated. I, so I will say that they inspired the third wave in the yeah. same way that a uh, wolf inspires a rabbit to run. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Um, back to cappuccino. Yes. Traditional style cappuccino. Mm-hmm. Uh, really similar to a latte uh, with a bit of microfoam. Yep. And is it smaller? Technically a smaller, yeah. Po- yeah, smaller amount of milk. Yep. What are your thoughts on cappuccino? I would go appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. I'm going appropriately, appropriately rated as well. Appropriately rated. Agreement. And I think a lot of it goes back to the latte argument. Less milk, you're going to taste more of the espresso. Um, it really is, honestly, really pretty much a latte with less milk. Yep. Just a touch more microfoam, not big bubbles like mm-hmm. people picture. Um, yeah, I'm not super passionate about that, about the cappuccinos. Yeah. What about you? That was also the one that I... Uh, I needed to make for my SCA certification, my barista certification. So, you know, I felt I felt pretty good about making that because when I when I first saw, you know, you're gonna have to make a drink to SCA specs, and then I saw cappuccino, my mind drifted to the old school dry, wiggly <laughs> foam cappuccino, you know, and I was like, man, I don't I don't know about that. But then as we went through the class, and you know figured out that that's not what it actually was. It was actually way more fun to make that than it was to make anything else that I made when I was a barista. So, uh, and I see a lot of people get them at cafes, special third wave cafes, and everybody just seems to really like them. Again, I don't drink them because I don't drink milk, but for what they are and the size of, the ratio of milk to coffee to start, I think is just, way better <laughs> and it's it's and a I risky order that. if you're not super familiar with the yes. cafe yes, if i is. if i wanted sure. a cappuccino i'm not going to order it at a cafe i haven't been to yeah. before go a couple times and look around and see who orders one first because they will do it differently you'll hear the places. the oh, yeah. you'll hear the steam want to go that's yep. not what i want that's right that's right so on to the next one which is macchiato and this ties in directly to starbucks uh macchiato is easily you know what? I'm just going to, before even explaining, yeah. do you think overrated or underrated? Overrated. Overrated. <laughs> this one I struggled with because when you say macchiato, 90% of people have something in mind. That's but where the, I was going to go to. Uh, that, but the other side is I think even the traditional macchiato is overrated. <laughs> overrated. I, I also do. Agreement. <laughs> Agreement. There we go. I don't know if you could hear it last time. <laughs> so, macchiato. Here's why it's overrated for me. It's n- I don't even have to get to the drink itself to tell you why it's overrated. And that's because as a barista, it puts you in a lose-lose situation. It does. A lose-lose. Because when someone comes up and says, I would like a macchiato, you have to look at them and go, okay, um, we serve traditional macchiatos. And they're, then they look at you. And they have two options. One, have to say, I know. Or two, they don't know, but they have to pretend like they do. Right. And then at the end, when you give them a two-inch tall cup with a, macchi- with a macchiato in it, they're going, this is not what I ordered. Yep. 
or you have to explain to them what it is, which is a demoralizing process as a customer yep. because you've been ordering a macchiato for years, yep. and then some barista, some shop you've never been to before, nonetheless, has Tells explained you that you're wrong. <laughs> so, for those of you <laughs> listening that aren't following along, what we mean, a macchiato by FCA standards and really anywhere in the world besides America is espresso with a dollop of milk foam on top. So picture a shot of espresso with like a small white circle of milk foam on the top. Macchiato, Starbucks goes, that's a sexy word. We could use that. And they take one of their Frappuccinos loaded up with caramel and uh, call it a macchiato for some reason. In a 16 or 20 ounce cup. <laughs> In a 16 or 20 ounce cup. Literally 10 times yes. the size of a traditional macchiato. It's basically just like a super sugary caramel latte. I would pay to be in the meeting where they had that discussion yeah where they're like we're a coffee company mm-hmm macchiato that sounds sexy well we don't really do espresso but we could use the word and you know you know there are some hardcore coffee people over there just like no like what are we doing <laughs> in the same way we brought lattes to the u.s we are destroying right. them so i think on the traditional side it's overrated because if you're going to do that, just get espresso. Right. I think, what what's your thought? Pro why would someone want macchiato over straight-up espresso? Honestly, I think, well, at least at the coffee shops that I've worked at, people like ordering them. They like saying the word. It is a sexy word. It does kind of roll off the tongue, and it does kind of give you a little brush that's off a, that's the a shoulder great word. when you say it. It's just like, macchiato, yeah, that's my that's my jam. I like that macchiato. Uh so I think that people get that, and then there's still enough foam, enough milk, where it's not like just straight up drinking a shot of espresso, um, because a lot of people don't like espresso, you know, <laughs> but they like to go to coffee shops and order the espresso drinks. So I think for that reason, it's just different enough that there's a draw, there's an allure to it, and just ordering it, it rolls off the tongue. It makes you feel some type of way when you order it, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, if I, you might as well just get espresso or step up and get a get a latte or cappuccino. That, you know? that is the the order where somebody's like, oh, I'll take a macchiato. Ah, uh, yes, they make my favorite drink here. It's a macchiato. If you ever had one, and, and that's the person that wants to correct the person they're with. That's like, yeah, <laughs> you drink yeah. macchiatos, <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, they serve uh, traditional macchiatos Tr here, the traditional kind. So the same thing that puts the barista in an awkward situation. Oh. The person that orders the macchiato is the same type that wants to correct somebody. <laughs> and I think, yeah, it's like, it's almost like correcting an espresso that's not going to be well balanced. And so I'm like, well, if you're going to get espresso, get it from a place that's going right. to have well balanced espresso. Yeah. And if you're not, get something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> frappuccinos. I'm going to let you start this one. I am wholeheartedly on board that frappuccinos are extremely Underrated. Underrated. Oh, <gasps> really? <laughs> really? Yeah, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you thinking? I think they're appropriately rated. Appropriately oh. rated. Here's where I'm going to stand on my soapbox. Please do. As coffee professionals, <laughs> we're going to sit here and try to tell people what they think tastes good. Yep. I am not coming at this from a health angle. <laughs> I am not coming from this uh, from a well-being angle. Yeah. I'm not coming from this from a coffee angle. I'm not coming from this from a roasting angle. I am saying 
If you like milkshakes, Frappuccinos are delicious. <laughs> if you get a vanilla bean Frappuccino with extra whipped cream on top, I am sorry. If, if you uh, grew up as a child at any point in your life, those are delightful. <laughs> what if you didn't? If you didn't grow up as a child yeah. and you came out of the womb as a 40-year-old man, yeah. a la Will Ferrell in that SNL skit, then right. more power to you. Okay. Then you're not going to relate to my argument. But <laughs> I'm sorry. A blended coffee beverage every now and again just hits right. Am I going to have to take a nap after? Yes. <laughs> Am I going to feel terrible for having done it? Yeah. Am I going to have my sleep cycle disturbed because of it from the pure sugar crash? Absolutely. But no one can tell me that that doesn't taste good. What are your thoughts on Frappuccino being appropriately rated? <laughs> Man, I think it is what it is, you know? And if you're looking for a bunch of sugar in a beverage, then that's exactly what you should get, and that's exactly what you're going to get. You're not going to get coffee. You're going to get sugar. And for me, with drinks, I do not like sugary drinks. It's, for me, if, like, even, even with liquor, I will take liquor in a cup meat before I have an old-fashioned for the most part just because there's other stuff in it when you add those sugars into a drink for me it throws it off mm -hmm. and it's just not I'm the most boring coffee roaster in the world I drink black coffee exclusively that is <laughs> all I drink and that's because that's what I do mm -hmm. that's what I make that's what I want that's what my body craves and if I try to drink something else it's like it's like a shock to the system so what you're saying is you're better than me that's not what I'm saying. That might be that's what you're how, hearing. How, that's how I'm might hearing it. Might be what it. you're hearing, but that's and not what I'm saying. This is my truth, uh, and I'm going <laughs> to express this to you, Please that do. I am very hurt that you're telling me I'm not as good as you because I think a Frappuccino is delicious. I'm sorry I, you're hurt. I will have one every few years. <laughs> I'm happy for you. My favorites, you can have mine, too. My favorite's when somebody's like, oh, yeah, I love coffee. And you're like, oh, yeah, what's your drink? And that's their drink. And then this is usually the same person that's like, I don't know. why. I just cannot lose the weight. And you're like, uh-huh. You ever... You ever done a Google dive on the uh, sugar content? Yeah. <laughs> yep. My favorite is when they released that. You, I, I've, this, this actually made me feel really bad. Uh, I was still working for, <laughs> I have this like distinct memory of just feeling like a total jerk. <laughs> this is when I was fully into coffee at the time, but still working for Sam Adams. And I was at a training and the, the unicorn drink came out. Oh man. 56 grams of sugar Dude. per 12 ounce serving. And I was like, unbelievable, but it blew up. Yeah. Everybody had to get yeah. it. I felt really bad, though, because two people in the training got it on the way to the training. And I was just like, have you looked at the health on that? 56 yep. grams of sugar. And then they're like halfway done. They're like, well, thanks. You ruined that for me. And I was like, uh, damn. My bad. I bet. Yeah. They were having a nice morning. <laughs> <laughs> but that's usually the thing where people are like, I don't know. I have coffee every morning. I have a light lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. And I just can't seem to, I can't seem to uh, lose the weight. I can't seem to get healthier. I just feel not great every morning. You're like, hmm. because you got 24 ounces of sugar, fat, milk, and, you know, two ounces of espresso <laughs> maximum. Absolute maximum. It's because you, you're like, you basically crushed two cans of Coca-Cola and took a uh, bite out of a stick of butter yeah, and started your right. day. Every morning. <laughs> every every morning. single morning. I don't know why. I don't <laughs> feel great on? after that. <laughs> All right, but um, I'm still saying underrated. They're, they taste fair they're, enough. They're underrated in the way that a milkshake is delicious. <laughs> but I would not go on record as to saying I recommend you start your day with a milkshake every morning. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay, that's fair. All right, fine. Okay, that's your truth. What? That's whatever. Fair. All right, man. It's fair. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I meant to click this one. There we go. There we go. Or what's sad trombone? It's like the soundtrack. Okay, do these crickets life. stop? Yes, they do. Okay. Next one here. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna swap these around because I want okay. I want to end on one. Sure. Uh, Gibraltar. I am going to say a Gibraltar is underrated. Underrated. <gasps> what are you going to say? <laughs> Overrated. Overrated. Conflict of opinion. <laughs> Debate now. In the same way that somebody ordering a dry cappuccino makes me lose respect for them mm-hmm. as a human, really. Everything you I how am I to trust you in anything that you value if you are ordering a dry cappuccino? A Gibraltar is the opposite. If someone comes in and orders a Gibraltar, I go, dang. This person is sophisticated. This person is classy. This person has many leather-bound books in their home library in which they don't have a TV because they only read. With the ink and quill. Yes. A Gibraltar is espresso with two to three ounces of milk. I think if you're going to enjoy a milk-based beverage, this is the one to do. It is little enough milk that... The flavor profile of the espresso is still able to shine through in a capacity, and it is more liquid overall than an espresso, so you still get a little bit of that beverage experience. You still get to sip on it and enjoy it over some length of time. Mm -hmm. And so that is why I think a Gibraltar is a very underrated coffee beverage. Do you think it not? It doesn't get the respect it deserves. That is correct. It does not get the respect it deserves. And I think that is shown by the fact that nobody knows what it is in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) I had to Google what it was called because I was like, what is the one that I could have sworn there was one in between cappuccino and espresso. I had to Mm -hmm. Google it and then double check the pronunciation because it starts with a G. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is underappreciated. It's not commonly found on menus. But. I think if you're going to do a milk-based beverage, and there's every once in a while where I go, you know what, espresso sounds great, but I also want to sip on this and enjoy it a little bit. I think it's underrated. I forget what you said. Did you say overrated? I said overrated, yes. Overrated. Go ahead. I I just think there are too many, man. I think there are too many milk drinks. It's <laughs> just way too many milk drinks. That's just another one with a different ratio and another thing, and I'm just like, man, just get the espresso. Or just get the milk, or just whatever. So you're saying we shouldn't add a milk drink that's more milk than a latte. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. This is a 24-ounce with a half shot of espresso. (laughs) Uh, You know, for for me, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Working in coffee shops for so long, (sighs) of course, the customer is always right. They like what they like. More power to you. Like what you like. But now as a coffee roaster... I want you to just drink the coffee. I just, that's all I want. I just want you to drink the coffee, you know? So you're trying to tell me what to do now. Yeah. You know what? I wasn't before, but now I am. So you're calling me stupid and now you're telling me. I forgot I did that earlier. Yeah. I, I don't know if you explicitly said it, but if anybody's watching the video, it was in, it was in your eyes for sure. Definitely. Definitely in my eyes. Oh, also uh, side note here on macchiato milk waste, by the way. Like, you have to yeah. froth a full yes. pitcher. I didn't even think of that. See, but for some reason, it just popped in my head. That's, that's the other thing. Being a barista for so long and seeing so many of these things, you cannot steam less than a minimum quantity of milk. 
So every time I see all of these things like like the macchiato or like the Gibraltar, I know how much unless you have the really specialized tiny pitchers that you can get just the perfect amount in, but it takes a long time to figure out how to do that. And hmm. it's just too much milk. It's just too much milk. So when thinking of milk waste on the barista side, the macchiato is full blown. Like oh, I have to yeah. do a full pitcher and then you hope that there's another order for a latte. Unless up. you're lucky enough to have one ordered directly after a cappuccino or a latte, then you can just take a scoop. But yeah, other than that, you got to steam a whole new pitcher for it. And, you know, once you steam it, you only have a little bit of time before you got to. I'm going to change my mind here, but not to agree with you. I'm just going to shift a little bit backwards here. Appropriately rated. But okay. conflict of opinion. <laughs> Debate now. I think that is something I had not considered. And maybe it's just the hipster in me. That's like, I know a drink that you probably don't. And I feel superior to you because of that. But <laughs> I will say, if I were to order any milk-based drink, it would be a Gibraltar. Fair enough. Last one here. I have an idea based on your <laughs> feeling of milk, oh, uh, you? what you might think of this one. What do you think about espresso? I think it is appropriately rated. <gasps> appropriately rated. Oh, I thought there I think it is vastly underrated. Underrated. <gasps> Conflict of opinion. Debate now. Please, give me your thoughts on espresso being appropriately rated. Once again, I believe espresso <clears throat> is what it is. You know, I think that if you it's are very, going very to... Zen of you. I think, <laughs> I think if you're going to order a straight-up shot of espresso, you know what you are going to receive for the most part now that we're in a you know a big range of third wave shops when you get a shot of espresso thank you extra extra mr coffee let's um, go <laughs> i think that uh yeah i think espresso can be great obviously it can be not great depending on who's making it <clears throat> what the beans are um but I, I just, I really think that espresso as a base, just a shot of espresso, you kind of know exactly what you're going to get into. If it's, if you go to your shop that, that is your favorite shop, your favorite kind of espresso, you know all of these things and you get a shot of espresso, you get exactly, exactly what you're looking for, you know? And uh, I, again, I'm not a big espresso drinker. I drink black coffee all day. Every day. That is literally the only thing I ever drink. And I drink 10 to 12 cups of coffee a day. I drink a lot of coffee. And never is it espresso and never is it a latte, but that's just me. And that makes me a really weird coffee roaster because everybody else is all about the espresso and is all about the, the Gibraltars and it's all about all of this other stuff. For me, it's just straight up black coffee. But when you drink espresso, you know what you're getting. And also, it's way less caffeinated than most people think. I will give you that. It and is that to me when I see people drinking a a four, four a quad shot, right? So you're like, yeah, can I get four shots of espresso? And I'm just like, bro, drink a cup of coffee. Just drink a black cup of coffee and it's way cheaper and it's way less labor for the barista and it's going to be more caffeinated. A 12 ounce cup of coffee versus four shots of espresso, you're looking at about the same amount of caffeine 
it's hard for me to rationalize that person. I, I will give you that, that the misconception about the amount of caffeine, and then there's nothing worse than like the espresso bro that comes in and yeah. is like, I'll take a quad shot. Yeah, let me get four, bro. And they have to look around and like make sure somebody heard them say it and be like, do you, you hear how many and I if got? If they didn't, they got to say it one more time. A quad shot, that's four. <laughs> I, you know, it just doesn't affect me. It just doesn't affect me like I, it seems that's to because there's not as much caffeine in it. It just doesn't seem to affect me like it affects some people. Maybe caffeine just doesn't have that effect. I guess I'm just like, my genes must just be different, you know? It's just like that kind of like warrior gene, I guess. is like, it you, just doesn't affect do that me that pretty well. <laughs> that's, that's pretty natural. Know, previous life, dude. Let yeah. me tell you what. Okay. Um, we'll get into that next time. So I will give you that. Uh, that that side is not the espresso I'm talking about. But I am talking about espresso as the highest form of expressing what a coffee possibly is. It is a magnifying glass on everything within that coffee. Uh, if there are any flaws in that coffee, it is going to be abundantly clear in that shot of espresso. Plus the added element of getting a really well-served espresso, the skill it takes of a barista to dial in a shot of espresso. So when you say it, you know what you're getting exactly, I think it's the opposite. I, at this point in time, even in some great shops, I expect the espresso to be a little bit off. So when you get a great roaster combined with an amazing barista that knows how to dial in, and you get that shot of espresso, and it hits just right. There's no roasting flaws. The profile of that coffee is perfectly roasted. The barista has the skill to dial in that shot of espresso so that everything is in balance as it should be. I think that is just like the truest expression of everything that it takes from the grower to the roaster to the end barista. Whereas black coffee, I get it. I love it. It's pretty much what I drink exclusively. But, you know, you put it on your batch brewer. You, you put it through the grinder, put it on the batch brewer, anybody can do that. Espresso, to me, is every single step of the supply chain has to be perfect from grower to roaster to barista for that thing to come across and hit just right. And so I am talking about, like, the perfectly served shot of espresso, mm -hmm. which is not common. <laughs> so most places you get, it's just whatever. Nobody yeah, dialed that, it that in that sense. day. That makes sense. That's why I, a perfectly served shot of espresso, to me, is just such a thing of beauty. <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. Right. Do you agree with me? or No, do you I don't. Not? I don't. Conflict Sorry. of opinion. <laughs> Debate. Right, I, I respect your. Let opinion. me repeat word for word what I, what I just said. Uh, I think I blacked out for a second. I don't know what I said, but all right. Well, that concludes our first half. This is now intermission of. Let's make sure we're still recording. Uh, we are. That's excellent. Um, don't worry. This isn't the halfway point. The intermission is much later in the episode than halfway. But here's our break for rants. Do you have a, a particular coffee topic that you would like to rant about today? Hold on to your seat, it's ranting time. <laughs> yes, I do. <clears throat> so Enlighten me. When I see people advertising their coffee as not only fresh brewed, but 100% Arabica, okay? Now, those two things in this day and age of coffee, where we are as an industry, where I am as a professional... Those things shouldn't even need to be advertised. Those things should be 100% just a given. So when I see, and I, you know, you usually see that on like gas stations and other places, but I have definitely seen it advertised in the window of some shops on my way up north to 
you know, to Lake Superior. And as I get more into central or southwestern Minnesota, I see it. I see that a lot like fresh brewed coffee, 100% Arabica. And I'm just like, man, if you went to if you went to a like a, a steakhouse and they said fresh, fresh cooked beef, you know, 100% beef, <laughs> you'd be like, well, yeah, I'd sure as hell hope so. Like, I wasn't even thinking about what else it could possibly be because that's just a given. <laughs> Fresh beef, 100% <laughs> You know beef. what I'm saying? It's just like, I, I, I just don't... I, 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 <laughs> I've been looking for that button for like two minutes. <laughs> and again, people who aren't in the industry, you know, you hear, you hear 100% Arabica and it sounds exotic and you're like... Ooh, that sounds that sounds great. I I drink I drink a hundred percent arabica. What do you drink? It's like I hope so. I certainly hope so. And for those of you that don't know, Arabica and Robusta are the two kinds of coffee trees. The coffee is actually just the bean itself is the seed inside of a piece of fruit. So I guess we Probably should have started with that. You've been over this before at some point. (laughs) Again, if you're listening to a coffee podcast. I don't need to to go into all that. But yeah, Robusta is just not not good. And Mm. uh, you know, if you're if you're getting a cup of black coffee, you should not expect it to be anything but Arabica. Even if it's not high quality Arabica, it definitely should be Arabica. So thank you. Thank you. That's that's my rant. I felt that in my soul. I, I appreciate uh, you. Especially because the second when COVID hit, digital advertising went up like yeah, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was sh- I'm sure that your social media advertisements are all coffee as mine are because it's mm-hmm. all we search. Yep. And it's the same ad with a different yep. bag, a different brand on every single advertisement yep. you see. We roast fresh and ship directly to you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like, as opposed to shipping indirectly to me yes. or like letting it sit around for a few for months a month, before shipping yeah, out and two months and then we ship it to our guy who then ships it. This to you. this I think this goes back to me agreeing with you more about Starbucks being overrated is they brought awareness about Arabica coffee to the US, yep. but then they made it the flagship thing to promote. And <laughs> We make steaks, a hundred percent beef, and you're like, uh huh. That y- what else would it be? And I had this weird thought in the grocery store the other day of how many times you go up and down the aisles and how many packages say like, with real this yeah. or real real that. chicken, and Maybe I'm like, real chicken. Like what? Wait, what so else would it? We're at a point in our food system that something being real is like advertising worthy it's a good point to make <laughs> like yeah this isn't fake anymore right i was like uh uh-huh. like a burger king commercial just came on yesterday and it was like we now don't have any artificial food coloring or preservatives right. to make our burgers look better it's all real and i was like what if you what have you been <laughs> what have you been doing <laughs> been eating this for 20 years what's in my system all right yeah well i've got i've got something i want to address hold on to your seats it's ranting time hit me listen I get it. You go to your favorite shop or a new shop and you want to be nice. You want to try to maybe brighten that barista's day and not be a Karen. Be the anti-Karen. Be fun. Be joking. Create spark conversation while you're ordering your coffee. 
do not use a joke if there is a 99% chance that the barista has heard that joke a thousand times in their life already. This person is serving hundreds of people a day and they're working there five, six, seven days a yeah. week. So in theory, they are seeing between 500 to 700 people a week at least. So if you came up with a joke or even worse, if you heard somebody say a joke and say, I'm going to repeat that, there is a high likelihood the person has heard that joke. Let me give you an example of one. The place I used to work at was also a bakery with delicious baked goods. Customer comes up and I, hi, what can I get for you today? <laughs> How about one of everything? And then I am put in a position where inside I am aggravated and annoyed <laughs> that I've heard this already nine times since 5 a.m. this morning, but I have to laugh right. because I want to create a good experience for you. And that's our goal as a barista when we're serving is to create a good experience. How about one of everything? <laughs> 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 what would you really like? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Oh, so just the, oh, just a coffee. Not none of, none of the things. Oh. Oh, so none, none, none <laughs> items, none bakery. So none of the opposite of what you said when you came. Okay, great. There's a line of nine people. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Um, that would be an and example then they of don't one. Tip. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, I don't, I don't need to tip. I just, I, I just, just got a cup of coffee. I just made their day. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to tip. I just made that barista's day so much that better. Joke was my tip. The humor I provided. You're all welcome. Everyone that overheard. <laughs> Feel free to use welcome. that next time you're yeah. in here with the same barista. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any like other ones. Uh, what size? <laughs> Do you have anything bigger than a large? <laughs> it's one of those days. Am I right? <laughs> like because uh-huh. <laughs> of the caffeine. Because there's there's a button on the register I have to push. So could you tell me which one to push? Because <laughs> the caffeine blocks the adenosine receptors in your brain, making it so that you don't get tired as easily. <laughs> You have to be productive today. Oh, that's <laughs> that is my rant for that break. On to the last six of our topics, and these can be a little bit faster because they're all very directly related. The first three are going to be roast levels. Mm-hmm. The last three are going to be processing methods. So, light roast, overrated, underrated, appropriately rated. I would say that light roast coffees are underrated. Underrated? <gasps> hmm. I haven't thought about this one ahead of time, and I thought it would come to me in the moment exactly how I feel about it. And I think what I'm going to go is appropriately rated. Appro- appropriately rated. Conflict of opinion. Debate now! So tell me. Your thoughts on light roast and why it is underrated within the roasting spectrum of coffees. Well, as a roaster, I think that you can coax way more out of a coffee by not taking it past a certain roast level. And once you take it past that roast level, it's gone. And that line is so fine that it can be a matter of seconds. It can be a matter of one or two degrees. And it's a completely different flavor profile. So when you have something that, I mean, I can always tell when I'm going to different shops and tasting other people's coffees, I can kind of tell, man, if this was like three or four degrees lighter, that, that citrus note, that's just so faint, but just barely hanging on for dear life, that would pop, that would flourish, that would, that would be so fruit forward if they didn't roast it just a little bit too much. So for me, 
the coffee is all about the flavor. It's all about getting those individual flavors to shine the best they possibly can. And I feel like light roast coffee is the best way to do that. But I also feel like people are afraid of light roast coffee because they taste those, those citrus fruit flavors and they think, oh, this is sour. They take one sip of it and they're like, no, I need a dark roast coffee because I need it, you know? So for that reason, I think it is underrated. Well, for me, as not a professional roaster, what I think, (laughs) (laughs) when you start off like that, I was like, damn, that's a good way to start. Hard to come back from that one. But I think sometimes, especially within third wave coffee, we get too into ourselves and we get too into some of these flavor notes. And I ran into this same thing when I was in the craft beer industry. And I had this, I remember the moment of it where a tasting note that I am telling everyone, this is brilliant. This tasting note, this is a goose. You don't understand. This is a lambic, one aged for one year, one aged for two years, one aged for three years, blended together, and then naturally fermented in the bottle. This is incredible. Are you smelling those notes? And the guy I was tasting with goes, it smells like farts. (laughs) And the second he said that, I felt glass shatter in my brain because the second he said that, all I could smell in that beer was farts. In a similar vein, within third wave, we say only light roast is good. And there are certain coffees that when you roast them light, that sourness is very real. Some of those tasting notes, especially with like South American coffees, if you roast them too light, they can taste grassy. And so within certain coffees, I think more development can be beneficial. Now, I said appropriately rated because I also believe that light roast coffees are going to be the best cups you will get. But I think there are too many specialty high-end roasters that are going light roast is the only thing you should drink and it is the only way to appreciate coffee and i think there are certain coffees that i would highly disagree that more Mm -hmm. development is going to be good on them and sometimes there are coffees that you taste and someone the most common one i hear is like oh it's kind of like lemongrass Mm -hmm. do you get that and you're like yeah like not lemongrass like i have a mouthful of lawn grass that this isn't roasted this isn't developed well enough Mm -hmm. and that would be I think it's appropriately rated is I pretty much exclusively drink light roasts yep. and it is my favorite, but I think we are in the danger of overhyping them to where somebody who's not a huge coffee drinker tastes it and is like, I don't taste, what did you say it was? It was a uh, three day ripened blackberry dried, rehydrated, and then left to sit. Okay. Yeah. I'm not tasting that. You should see my cup and notebook sometime, man. It's, oh, it's no. wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. When I taste with Jeff, I go, what'd you just say? Oh, yeah, no, we can't use any of that. (laughs) Savory tomato? Is that what you just said for that one? Okay. You know, I'm with you. I I, I actually do taste now that you say it, but I can't tell our coffee drinkers to look for the savory tomato. Right. Yes. (laughs) And so for that reason, I think it's appropriate related. So I think uh, we're kind of uh, agreeing to disagree on that one. Agreement. of opinion. Debate now. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. to dark roast. Mm -hmm. Overrated, underrated, appropriately rated. I think it is appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. Interesting. I think it is greatly overrated. Overrated. Conflict of opinion. Debate now. So a point you just said 
that drives me crazy about dark roast is people go, I want a strong cup of coffee. None of that light, weak shit. I want a nice dark roasted coffee, something strong. I'm, that's what I like. And it's like, what other food, drink, anything does somebody go, I like the thing that's more bitter. I like the thing that is inherently more bitter with less complexity of flavor. There's nothing else I can think of where they go, oh, that bitterness is awesome. Except with maybe like IPAs. But even then, yeah. you're like, that's not what you actually like. And now you've seen it swing back. So dark roast to me is like, and this is saying we literally just roasted one this week. <laughs> <laughs> we it's, just, it's good. I, we just roasted Darkest yeah. Day. And it is like, it's an absolute face ripper. Like it is the darkest coffee we've ever roasted. And in, really? the, in, the, in that way, it's novel and exciting and fun. Mm. But it really is the novelty of how it contrasts to our like portfolio of lighter roasted coffees like we prefer and that's why we did it is like there's this thing inside of me that's like oh you think you figured out what we're gonna do okay let's do the opposite of that so (laughs) it was more the novelty of it and honestly i've kind of enjoyed drinking because i never drink them but i think if i drank it every day i would be like this is not interesting enough for me to drink every day and that's why we wanted to make it an extremely seasonal release Mm -hmm. it's available for one month and then it's gone for another year Go taste these actually delicious light and medium yes. roasted coffees. <laughs> so you say appropriately, right? Yes. And that is only for the the practicality of it because you will have people who all they want is a cup of sludge. That's all they want. They want that diner coffee. They want that stuff that's been sitting on the burner on, you know, the the old coffee maker that has the the hot pad or the oh yeah ceramic coffee's got one oh does it oh it's great yeah so the ones that the the diner ones that have the the brown handles and the top is open and then it sits on that black ceramic plate Mm -hmm. for an hour and just kind of you know starts to evaporate and condense down as time goes on that's what some people want exclusively Mm -hmm. and for that reason alone it is appropriately rated you also know exactly what you're gonna get when you (laughs) When you have a dark rose. And that's the same person that, like, what whiskey do you like? Nothing that's not in a plastic bottle. Exactly. Black velvet. It's like a, it's like a pride thing yeah. where you're like, yep. I don't need to. <laughs> I started drinking this way back in the day, and that's all I'm going to drink until I die. Sleeping with okay. a comforter? <laughs> what is this world turning into? <laughs> like the same person. You're like, oh, so it has nothing to do with the coffee. This yeah. is your identity? Yep. Oh, okay. That's I get right. it now. That's right. That's exactly right. And for that reason alone, as coffee roasters you know we have to consider that from a customer standpoint um there are certain customers that we won't get any business from if we don't have at least one or two dark roasts to offer you know and that's something that we have to take into account it's something we have to consider um you know, I wish we didn't, but it, it is something that we do. So you guys sold out and did a dark roast? No, yeah. we have a wholesale dark roast. <laughs> you, you literally have to have one. Yeah, you do. Yeah, what we did is we're like, what do you like about dark roast? Okay, can we disguise this? Well, and here's the other weird thing about it. Is so something that's very nice about beer. There's IBUs for bitterness yes. levels. Yep. There are SRM for the color of the mm-hmm. beer. Someone can write down a beer on a paper, show me the SRM, the IBUs, and the ingredient profile, and I can tell you pretty accurately what that's going to taste like light medium dark this is all subjective within coffee and so starbucks coming to you and be like this is our blonde light roast and they i get some oily beans i'm like Mm -hmm. this is 
the darkest coffee we've ever roasted. Right. And that is where it gets interesting. So if you're talking like dark roast, like Italian, like those things are black beans, mm -hmm. those are brutal. Yeah. But there are dark roasts just after second crack, which is like darkest day where you go, oh, I'm actually getting some complexity yeah. in this. I'm getting some of those underlying tones. Um, but I think overall it's overrated because when people say dark, they want that Italian. Yeah. They're it's just like you could take any bean and roast it to that level. It's all going to taste the same. Um, medium roast. What are your thoughts? You know, I'm going to have to say underrated. Underrated. <gasps> I'm going to say underrated as well. Underrated. <gasps> Agreement. I mean, I already kind of explained it with the light roast side, that there are certain coffees that when roasted to that level, uh, you get some caramelization in the roasting process that creates an end cup that, here's the thing, light roast always, always, always will be more interesting in those first few sips, yeah. for sure. But I've had a lot of light roasts that you get to the last sips and it's not enjoyable anymore. It's like some of that acidity comes through too much or like the novelty of that flavor profile has worn off. A really well done medium roasted coffee where you're basically just going to get more sweetness, a little bit more of that caramelization, and it's just going to be like a really like clean, simple cup. Yeah. And I think that is a very uh, underrated thing, is mm -hmm. just a cup where you're like, wow, that whole thing was great. I don't have a thousand tasting notes about it. I'm not going to go blog about it. Right. But gosh dang, it's good to get like a good, just a really good solid cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that it's, uh, it's, it's, a good, it's a good starting point for trying to get a dark roast drinker to start going more towards the light end of the spectrum. Because if you don't have anything in between their dark diner coffee and your coffee that they think tastes like battery acid because it's got some citrus fruit notes in it and that's just super, like, not okay, uh, having something in between that you can kind of start to them away bit by bit with mm. i can't even tell you how many people the I've foot converted. in the door coffee i can't even tell you how many people i've done that with it's with classic our, joe for us our medium roast yeah that's just classic like, joe dude, all just the way. try this yeah please just try this if you if you hate it bring it back and i'll buy you your normal french roast but just try it and then i have not had a single person come back and be like no this is not good i've had some people come back and say you know it's good but i still liked it that's fair which Just try it, though. You know, some Just people with dark roast, if you've been drinking for 20 years, you're trying to disrupt. Yes. A, here's yeah. a, you're trying to disrupt a daily ritual of yep. somebody multiple times a day for a lot of people. A daily ritual, you're trying to disrupt it. Some people are just like, you know what? I like what, I'm, what I've been doing. That's our classic show. That's why yeah. we do it. If you ask Jeff, what do you think of classic show? He has to come. It, it, it's, it's good. It, he doesn't get excited about it. I get excited about it because those that's the coffee that brings people into specialty. They drink that, and the they all they say is, that's not bitter. Oh, that's actually a little bit nutty, like yeah. you said. Huh, if this says it's nutty, is that one that he's saying is fruit? Is it actually a blueberries in it? No, no, it just tastes like blueberries. Yeah. Well, if the nutty thing was right, then maybe this blueberry thing has some like, right. legitimate thing, opposed to Folgers, which is like, oh, going back to your marketing thing, your rant, we source only the top three percent of bean three percent of beans in the world. And you're like, yeah. So you like use fair trade coffee, mm -hmm. coffee that isn't exploiting someone. That's gonna right. be the, like the yep. the sad truth is most coffee. So let's go with the last three here. I'm gonna change it up just for the sake of time here. And instead of overrated, underrated, overrated, we're gonna do <laughs> rank your favorite one to three, 
natural process, honey process, wash process. Man, you're throwing me a curveball here. Um, <clears throat> I would say, I guess I would say that uh, natural process is my favorite. Interesting. Yes. And again, that's because of just all of the complexities within the acidity, within the fruit forward notes, within there's just so much in a natural processed coffee. And, you know, the most common counter to that that I hear is, well, it's just so intense that you can't drink it every day. Well, I'm built different. I can, I can and I do. Maybe you can drink That's it right. every day as he right. as he has a cigar That's and right. a glass of Jack. That's what I'm saying, man. I like I like my cigars. I like my bourbon. I like I like I like what I like at seven and in the morning. If I could, you know, shit. Sometimes Sundays, you know, uh, yeah. But Yo, what time's the game today? It's a ten o'clock game. Okay, yeah, right, exactly. Get her started. Uh, it's it can be intense, but. I like that. I like my beverages to kick me in the teeth. That's why I like my whiskey straight. That's why I like, I drink gin straight. I think I'm the only person I've ever met that will just pour gin into a cup and drink it. And I've been told that makes me a psychopath, but you know, that's a conversation. Well, that's for the on the one. list. Of that's reasons. on the list. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a running total, but I would have to say natural is my favorite. Um, I really, really like honey process, but I would probably put washed second just for mass appeal because i've had a lot of honeys that were not the best i've had some that were awesome but i've had some that were just not the greatest um so i would say washed is number two just because you can't go wrong with a classic washed coffee um so yeah if we were going like specifics i would probably put honey at two but like if you chose a specific coffee, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear but that. if we're just doing broad spectrum, I would say washed would be two and honey would be three. But I do really like honey processed coffee. Agreement. I rank exactly the same for almost the same reasons. Uh, yeah, the whole argument with coffee, uh, like people in coffee, including Jeff, by the way, uh, uh -oh. is uh, well, naturals. It's just like it's too much. It's you're not even tasting the coffee; you're tasting the cherry. And I'm like, back to my frappuccino argument. But it tastes awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does it matter how the flavors got imparted into the bean? It tastes awesome. And then also, we're talking about intensity of flavor as people that taste coffee every day, mm -hmm. and we're looking for notes. We want a coffee that's challenging yeah. to find some of those intricate tasting notes. We want the ones where you have to like, well, if you let this cool for an hour, and then if you get out your spoon and slurp it in a certain way, are you getting that apricot like I'm getting? Yep. Most people are letting it cool just enough so that it doesn't scald the back of your throat as right. you slug it in the morning. And so you need something like a natural to change people's perspective that, oh, yeah. this guy's not BSing me. This actually tastes like blueberry. If you went to the reserve and you tasted that and you're just a common coffee drinker, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, this tastes way different. It makes sense that I'm paying more for right. it. And I think, much like a medium roast, that a natural, this, this is, again, I have a big affinity for them. It was my first cup you know, the God cop right. or the God yep. cup, yep. everybody, there's like this term in the industry, God cup or God shot, the first cup or shot that you had that changed your entire perspective. And I had that. It was a natural process, Ethiopian yoga chef. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? And so for that reason, I think it's like 
too many people are like, well, it's too, it's, <laughs> it's almost too easy to pick out that it's a natural and it's, and you're like, but okay. But it tastes good. And then I go for wash with the same idea that like, I think honey too, there's a lot of people processing coffees that just label something honey because they realize that it sells really nice because yeah. the, the word honey is sexy. For, so from a marketing perspective, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a, pulp to natural. The term just went away in the past couple of years. Did yeah. you notice that? It started to make a resurgence with some of the new SCA class protocols okay. formats. But yeah. I just, yeah. all of a sudden, there's no pulped natural yeah. coffees available. And I'm like, what happened? They're like, they're honey now. I'm like, yeah. oh, they changed their processes? Nope, exactly Just the same. The but that sounds way sexier. But in all of the courses themselves, they are not referred to as honey. They are referred to as pulp natural. So from like the professional certification standpoint, that's the term. But that's not yeah. what sells because people hear pulp and they're like, ugh. Yeah, and it's like it's like macchiato. That's like, yeah. Me as a roaster, I'd rather tell you that this is a honey processed El Salvador. So I'm just like, ooh, right. that sounds sweet and good. You're like, this is a pulp the natural. And you're like, oh, I don't like orange nah, juice good. with pulp. I'm I good. definitely won't like this. Next. All right. I am going. Uh, that's that's it for the debate portion of this episode. Uh, we're going to end with another rant. Mm-hmm. Do you have another topic I do. that you would like to cover? Would you, would you like to go uh, first or second? I'm holding a one or two behind my back. Which is it? One. It is a two. Okay. You have to go first. I have to go first. Okay. Um, Hold on to your seats. It's <laughs> ranting time. Mine would be when I have somebody who is asking me questions about um, what kind of coffee they should get. They're looking for my opinion on something. And, uh, you know, hey, you know, what should I get? Well, what, what do you like? Oh, you know, I kind of like everything. Like, okay, well, in that case, why don't you try, why don't you try this one? I send them to a natural process, like reading the tasting notes and, oh, no, I don't really like blueberry. And is this a light roast? You know, I don't really like light roast. Like, oh, okay. So, um, so you like everything, but you don't like anything about the thing that I just suggested. Okay. Well, how about, how about this one? So it's still a lighter roast but it's not fruity. It's more chocolatey and peanutty. And, oh, it's Mex- I don't really like Mexican coffee either. It's like, okay, what do you, what do you like? What are you looking for? You know, I just like something that's really strong and bold, and like robust, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. So you like Maxwell house, right? That's kind of Maxwell house Folgers, you know, something dark and bland and flavorless and carbonized to hell. Okay. Yeah. You take that one, then you'll you'll really appreciate that one. Don't don't ask me what I suggest, and then I give you parameters to work with. There's a reason I ask you because if you said that right off the bat, I wouldn't have suggested eighty percent of the things that I was just about to suggest. Oh, I like everything. For those that can't no, see me, I'm don't. I'm smiling ear to ear right now. When someone comes up, what should I get, dude? I don't know you. <laughs> right. I don't know anything about. I have trouble suggesting stuff for people I know intimately. Yep. We're not going to serve something that we don't think is good in its own respect. Absolutely. So don't ask me what is your what's your favorite. Right. You're like, oh, well, I, I probably don't like what you like. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. <laughs> and then yeah, when you start getting into, I don't really <laughs> take my suggestion. We got or don't we ask got a bad we got a bad review this week of somebody that bought our coffee. Again, we described them. These are light roasted coffees. Mm-hmm. They're more delicate. They get it. Oh, it's a very more of a mild flavor profile. Not my preference. Gave us a bad review. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I feel that. This applies to everything. Mm-hmm. Don't go to a restaurant and say what's good. Right. Oh, well, oh yeah, you're right. You should avoid the things that are bad on yeah. this menu that we put up. We put everything b- except this. Yeah, we put bad yeah. things on our menu yeah. just so that we can tell you what's good. It's the exact same thing. Hey, just go like this. Hey, I'm thinking about a burger, which is your favorite. Right. There you go. Okay, yeah. we're in a category. I can tell you my favorite. That's- and I like to sit down at a bar with a bartender and say, what's your favorite drink to make? And that's what I will get. That is an entirely times. different way to phrase that. Yes. Because that person can answer that quickly and concisely. Yeah. And then if the person doesn't like it, it's not this frustrating process. You go, that's my favorite thing to make. Right. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that deserves a round of applause. I'll take it. Take it where I can get it, man. All right. Well, and what's yours? Hold on to your seats. It's renting time. Mine is coffee snobbery. It is looking down on people who don't understand what we're talking about. It's trying to find things like Gibraltar and when someone doesn't know what it is, scoffing and laughing at them and not trying to educate them in a good way. It's creating marketing and branding that confuses people so that when you walk into my shop and if you're not wearing the exact same outfit as me and if you have to ask what something means, I, <sighs> there's a line, uh, uh, well, if you're going to put that this is a naturally processed Ethiopian yoga chef on there, not put a single tasting note, or even put the fact that it's black coffee that's pour over and it might take five minutes, you can't get mad at me when I ask a few damn questions. And I go, I went through this for a long time where I was trying to learn everything I could about coffee and every place you go into, you can see it in their faces that the second you start asking any question about the things that don't make sense, it's like, come on, this is not my job. And it's like, how do you, how, how dare you come to this high end of a shop and not know these things already? It is so damn hard to get new customers. It is so hard to get people excited about coffee. Mm -hmm. Most people don't care. If a person has a single experience like that, you bet your ass they're never going to think about switching up from their normal normal cup of coffee every day. What I love about the craft beer industry, and I reference it all the damn time, is if you go to a bar and you ask, what is an IPA? Most places, and it is starting to turn this, and you see people starting to catch on, but most places, they're going to explain in a very helpful way. Or even like, hey, do you want to try a little taste? Yeah, here's a sample. Here's a sample. Why don't you try that? I very, very, I, I don't know if I've ever been to a cafe where they're like, oh, hey, we have some of this brewed. Would you like an example of a little bit of a washed coffee? That would blow my mind if somebody did that. And yeah. I would leave there so happy. Like, oh my God, I just tasted what a washed coffee was. I know that now. So coffee snobbery, there's no room for it. It's going to kill the industry if we continue to treat people poorly because they don't know what certain things are. Or, you know, it is tough because we get the questions, well, what do you like? And you're like, oh, and you, you get that question 10 times a day and you start to get really jaded so when somebody asks an actual question that they really genuinely are concerned they ask in a good way your brain the second you're a question you the second you hear a question you're like oh, i hate this person <laughs> i hate everything about this person i can't believe you're wasting my day whereas i view it as this person's never had this thing they're asking for mm-hmm. before how i serve it to them and how i treat them is going to change how they think about it for the rest of their lives yeah. and to think of it as anything less than that you are not doing your customers a favor (sighs) i agree that is my rant i agree that is the end of this episode i think um i would love to do this again this is very cathartic (laughs) this is like therapy man i feel this is a safe space (laughs) to 
yell at customers That's without right. them without them here and hopefully educate customers about <laughs> here's what we like and here's what we don't but also uh it's what surprised me but also not that much is how similar even when we disagreed of why we disagreed mm-hmm. or valued things and i would be curious how that i think the biggest one that would be different across the industry would be the processing and the roasting yeah, methods for sure but the drink side you probably find baristas have a very or anybody with barista experience probably has a very similar thought process in yeah. all of these but thanks for coming in. Thanks for having this me. This is a blast. I it's definitely want to do here. this again. Uh, and I'll end it like I do every episode and say have a nice day.